This is Corey Gray and Tony Stewart from Hairdistry. Thank you for tuning in to the Hairdressers Podcast. Now here's a word from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Elizabeth Fay, and I am a huge Schedulicity fan, enthusiast, um, promoter. So what Schedulicity can really do for your business and what it can do for your life um, is so amazing. So it's a modern tool that's going to help you systemize all the procedures in your business. And they're probably some of them are ones you didn't even know you have or you should have. It's going to systemize them. It's going to make everything streamlined and do it for you while you sleep. And this is the way that you can make more money and have more quality of life. So everything from upping your rebooking rates to taking deposits, helping you enforce your no-show and cancellation policies, all the way to your email marketing, and even the way you get tipped and process payments. It's like having a front desk, an assistant, and a virtual assistant all in one in your pocket for such an affordable price. So if you haven't already gotten... Hello, everyone. My name is Jerry Natuno, CEO and founder of Schedulicity, and we're proud to bring you this amazing podcast. Welcome to your day off. My name is Corey, and of course, I'm sitting with my best friend, Tone. What's up, buddy? Wish I was sitting next to you, brother. How you doing? I am doing so good. I kind of, I wish you were here too. I mean, it's like, uh, we've gotten really good at this, like during COVID, like where we can like actually talk, uh, you know, you're like through the, uh, through the computer, but, but it's definitely a different energy when you're sitting right next to me and we kind of, people don't know this, but we have ESP and we can kind of speak to each other without really speaking to each other. So it makes it a little bit more difficult with the computer, but you know, we're getting it. Yeah. Yeah. The vibe's definitely different, but, uh, the outcome's still the same. <laughs> That's it. You know? So, uh, so this is really exciting. So, um, we have an, uh, I don't want to say an old friend, but we have a friend that, that, um, has been a part in, in our, in our universe, you know, pretty much. We're the only old part of that. <laughs> I think you're right. You're right. We're the old ones. But, but just a friend of ours that's kind of been in our, been in our, our, our universe, um, since pretty much the beginning of the podcast. I think we met her when we were 10 months into the podcast and, and we've just always kind of been orbiting around, um, since then. And, and, uh, she's done some pretty cool stuff, man. She's done some stuff that, uh, that people dream of and she's actually done it. Yeah, she's definitely a fascinating human being, man. She's, uh, man, a go-getter, a pusher. She just, I mean, I mean, she's pretty amazing, dude. She, she made it happen. Yeah. You know, there's those people in the world that say they're going to do stuff. And then there's those people in the world that do stuff and then tell you about it later. And, and she's definitely the latter. Like she just does stuff. And then, and then uh, she tells you about what she did. Um, and not, in a, not, not in a bragging kind of way, but just like, you know, if I can do this, you can too. But, but, you know, she, she, she's action before hype, not hype before action. That's right. So let's, uh, let's bring her in. And cause I'm so curious this past year, uh, how she survived and, and what she's been doing. So, and absolutely. So, so today our guest is uh, Jenny Streeby. Um, uh, her Instagram is Confessions of a Hairstylist. Um, 
I think that's it. She'll, she'll, she'll correct me if I'm wrong, but listen, Jenny, um, I mean, just to back up a little bit, uh, Jenny, uh, back in January 1st, 2020, she launched a product line and, and, and first the, the, the most fascinating thing or what's firstly fascinating about that is that she's a hairdresser that works behind the chair every day. And she actually created a product line. I don't know. I, I don't know too many legitimate uh, hairstylists that have done that, um, you know, go from behind the chair to, 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 to launching a product line. And on top of all that, you know, there's this thing called COVID that happened. So in the midst of her uh, launching a product line, you know, then COVID hit. So um, I know at our salon centric, uh, she, she's doing really, really well. Um, she has great shelf space there. And, you know, if you go to salon centric, you have to be doing well if you're going to get good shelf space. Otherwise you end up in one of those, uh, one of those back corners that nobody walks. <laughs> right. right. So, um, so I know that she's doing really well. She'll tell us, you know, how well she's doing. And, and I'm just fascinated about how she did it and how she launched through there and, and all that stuff. So uh, shall we get in? Let's do it, bro. All right. Now, now this is going to be the longest introduction ever. So, uh, so Jenny Streeby, welcome to your day off. Um, how you been, man? Good to see you. First I'm doing good. And first of all, what an intro. Thank you guys so much. That was for all your kind words. That was really sweet, but I am, I'm doing well and, and hanging in there. Good deal, oh, man. We're huge fans. I mean, you knew that from, um, you know, from the beginning, we were, we're big fans of you and, uh, just, you know, not only as a person, but just, I mean, even as a business owner, I mean, what you've done uh, for hairdressers, you know, which give a lot of hope and, and you inspire us. So uh, to get your story and to get, to get it from you, it's, you know, we're, we're just happy to have you on. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So Jenny, um, I mean, first off, whenever I see you, I always go back to like, you know, Tony and I, we started the podcast and 10 months later, we're, we're sitting in a restaurant with Jenny having dinner is always, always like freaks me out a little bit, you know, cause I'm just like, I've always been in all of you, even before we started the podcast and stuff. So, so I, I definitely like fanboy you a little bit. Um, and it's, it's just kind of weird that, you know, now we're friends and stuff, but, uh, but you know, th thanks for giving me that. Cause that was a pretty cool night for us. We were, we were definitely in all, we, we were at that dinner table. We were like the last ones that should have been there. <laughs> I think, right? Oh, please. No. And you know, just a little context of why I was even there. Cause you guys don't even think you knew. Did you? Do you know why, why I was there? I was actually there because I was pitching my brand to Kelly to be an investor. That was why I was there. Oh, really? I, that's why you were at dinner with us? Oh, that's so cool. Well, that's how I got amongst in that table. You're talking about in LA, right? Yeah, yeah. When we were in, well, yeah, when we did um, the, the uh, Salon Centric Digital Summit, uh, the, I guess it was, what was it? Modern Salon. Modern salon, what'd I say? Yeah, whatever. Salon centric. Salon centric. <laughs> duh. Modern salon uh, digital summit. Yeah, when we, <laughs> thanks, Tone. When we did that, then uh, I guess it was Sunday night or something. We all went out to dinner and, 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 um, and then, and Jenny was there. And it was the first time that we had kind of really like, like hung out um, and stuff. I think it was the first time. Maybe we hung out a little bit during the day, but it was certainly the first weekend that we had ever met and stuff. So, anyways, I, I was in awe and in shock and looking at Tony, like, can you believe we're having dinner with Jenny Streeby? Oh, please. You guys know that I'm just like a person just like you guys. I feel like I'm pretty uh, laid back. And, well, yeah. you are very laid back, but, you know, from our perspective, you know, whatever. It is what it is. So, so, yeah, you're so, so kind. So let's get into it. So the, let's talk about the pressure of launching a product, right? And especially launching it with a, with you know, national, with salon-centric. The pressure of that. Then let's move that conversation into all of a sudden, you know, COVID hits in, in a couple of months later. 
So mm-hmm. let's talk about the pressure and, and what it was like working through that to to create a brand and launch it nationally. Well, I mean, I feel like this whole project with AIR has been, um, I shouldn't say project, it is like my life purpose, I feel, um, has definitely been a lot of ups and downs. But with that being said, the reason why I wanted to create it and keep on going is because I believe in it so much. And um, it actually um, inspired me. And it, I, I am my brand. Like, you, I am, when I, we put affirmations on the bottles, like, for me to know that I can get through my day and hopefully inspiring hairdressers to know they can get through their, their day by reading this, you know, these messages. But the long-centric deal for me um, was huge. And there was a lot of pressure to perform from a sales perspective. And it, it was kind of like my chance to prove to the industry that I can do this. And I want to go ahead and go ahead and remind you guys, this is a hundred percent self-funded. I um, don't know if I told this story last time or not, but two years ago when I decided to do this, I bought all my kids, my, um, all my kids, I have two kids, my kids <laughs> Christmas presents. Um, I paid my bills. I did all the things to make sure that I wouldn't go belly up. And then I left myself with $68 in my savings. And I decided to go into production with um, Texture Air, our number one selling product to stay still. But anyways, so it's been self-funded. So the pressure was huge from every single standpoint that you can even imagine. You know, even my marriage, like the pressure of like showing my husband that I can do this because I literally put everything on the line. So, um, you know, going into January 2020, we were told by Salon Centric, we were the biggest launch that they had ever seen from a sales perspective. They wow. couldn't even keep stuff on their shelves. They, they still can't keep things on their shelves. So we went, you know, there's been a lot of ups and downs. We were, you know, from the beginning of me self-funding it, I didn't want to self-fund it. I pitched it to like seven investors and everyone said no. So it's these ebbs and flows of, you know, getting knocked on my feet and, and rising again. And that's kind of what happened with, you know, COVID and the year of 2020. Mm-hmm. We were up in our peak. We were telling, we were being told by, I think, the best distribution um, company in the States that we're their number one selling product line. They've never seen launches like this to then COVID hitting. And then it kind of knocked us on our feet again. Hey, Jenny, uh, just take you back a little bit. So when you um, when I'm kind of curious about the process and the details of it. So when you when like watching Shark Tank and stuff, you know, it's one of the questions that they ask is like, do you have enough if we go with this production? Do you have can you keep up? Can you keep up with the order? So when you so when you uh, when you signed with Salon Centric, like were there like minimums that you had to keep up or that you had to bring in and stuff? Did, Did they demand that you that you create a lot of product? 100%. They, how it works, it kind of goes in tiers, right? They can just put you in like half their stores or maybe the East Coast or West Coast. And then they also own um, State RDA, which is their like subdivision store. So they own, you know, not only salon-centric stores, but they own State RDA stores. And then they have sales channels from website to sales consultants that actually go into your salon. So they can kind of like piecemeal a little package and say, we just want this amount or we want this amount. And they asked for the whole enchilada. So all of that across the board. So I'm thinking, oh, shoot, you know, like I got to get my shit together and 
really strategize on how we're going to be able to um, give them this mass quantity and then keep up with it. So tons of pressure. <laughs> my eyes twitching right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what you've done it. I mean, you, like I said, you, you the, the the line is awesome. You're in a great place in, in salon centric. And for those people that don't know, that is a big deal. That is a big deal that you have good shelf space. I um, mean, any place. I'm sorry. And for those who don't know that that is joining joining um, the podcast, listening audience, and and you haven't heard the the podcast, Jenny, go back and listen. But give us kind of a what what does air mean? What is I mean? We know what it means to you, but the the, the just the um, what's behind it, the passion behind it, and why it came about. Well, um, as you guys probably know, like I'm kind of, I'm a seasoned hairdresser. I've been in the industry for 20 years and I started doing hair like back when Tony and Guy was the place to work at. And there was this like team atmosphere. It was super polished and the educational program was phenomenal. And then fast forward to, you know, me being an influencer and then seeing kind of the education not uphold the standards that it, it was in our industry. I'm not saying um, from a Tony guy perspective, um, but now I think digitally it's definitely happening. And there's so many amazing influencers that are producing really fantastic education, but I kind of wanted to get back into this old school approach a little bit in the sense of um, having more of a team. And I feel like with um, air and, well, let me back up. When, with me being an influencer and working with several big brands, and I say big brands, they were like all of the biggest brands. I thought everything was becoming super transactional and I was like a, a paycheck and they just wanted my followers. And I just thought, to, and me being a cancer, I don't know if you guys are into horoscopes or not, but cancers, we're emotional beings. We love family. We love home life. And I wanted that for myself and for my peers. And kind of taking what I learned from 20 years ago being with um, Tony and Guy. And, you know, thinking about it, I didn't really feel like there was a product company that not only matched the, the feel that I was missing, but that matched well with my lifestyle. And yes, I get Botox, like, you know, just throwing that out there. But I do yoga every day. I meditate every day. I write down my goals each and every day. And my mother-in-law throughout the year, years have been sending me or giving me like a piece of jade to put in my wallet to attract money, a piece of black tourmaline to like keep negativity away from, um, from me. Uh, she's just been giving me these little tokens of crystals throughout the years because she's a gemologist. And I just really got to thinking, that's what I want to have in my product brand. I want something that's more than just feeling good about your beautiful hair, but something that resonates good in the inside. And then again, having like an old school team approach, like Tony and guy. So that's kind of what it's all about. I just felt like, you know, there wasn't really wellness brands out there. And I don't mean like wellness brands from a, you know, completely vegan standpoint, but something that's going to make you feel empowered when you put it in your hair. That's a long answer. It's <laughs> a perfect answer. <laughs> what are you talking about? So, uh, so, so COVID hits. I mean, at, at first, I mean, were you like the rest of the country and just like kind of panicking a bit, or, or did you? Oh, oh, what's your game plan? Yeah, okay. 
okay, so like, I'm not, I'm not sure how much I should say or should I not, but just so, say you know, fast forward or rewind to, to January 2020, and we we're crushing it, salon centric, like, we're running, running out of all these things. And we're like calling our labs. We're like, we need product stat, like up the orders, up the orders. Well, these times are three months. So do the math. You're right. looking January, February, and March. We're sitting in March with ordering a ton of products. Salon Centric started, stopped purchasing. I had an oh shit moment because I, it's self-funded. I didn't know how I was going to come up with the hundreds and thousands of dollars that I owed my vendors. Vendors don't care. Vendors do not care. Like COVID or where you are, like they want stability and they're, they'll hold, withhold all your products. So there was definitely this, this moment of, I did not know what to do. And I'm a fighter, as you guys probably know. And I had these oh shit moments, like not sure what I was going to do. There was a lot of breakdowns. There was a lot of me trying to figure out like SBA loans and talking to my bank. But there's there wasn't a whole lot that exists, as you guys know, for hairdressers and for, for this type of um, business as well. And because I technically legally hadn't been in business for two years, I couldn't even get a loan because you can't get a loan. Right. Like they don't even look at you if you haven't been in business for two years, even if you've done a crap ton of business, it didn't matter. So I definitely had those really hard times. And luckily for me, I hadn't paid myself like me and my business partner, Devin, she's the most incredible woman I've met. and her and I weren't taking paychecks at this point. We, because um, it's self-funded, we we're trying to like roll the money right into it. So we didn't have to worry about ourselves. We had to wor worry about the couple employees that we had. So luckily we were able to make do um, with that, but it was rough. I mean, it was rough, but you know, I'm always a lot of, Things are how you perceive things. It's all about perspective. This year was shitty. And I definitely had my moment where I had outdone all of my resources. I had tapped out of everything that I could think of. And I had a moment and I literally broke down. And I kid you not. And I like meditated on it. I'm a huge believer of law of attraction. If you don't know what that is, definitely look it up. But I meditated on it. like, there has to be some kind of answer. Like, what the heck? Nine minutes later, nine minutes later, um, I got purchase orders from Salon Centric. They were purchasing again. And then I got an SBA loan. Nine minutes later. Stop it. it gnarliest thing ever. Wow. Yeah. And then I gave the universe a big middle finger and I said, that was so not fair. <laughs> no, you know, at that, wait, hold on. At that point, you owe the universe a big hug because the universe just uh, answered your meditation, your call. What are you doing, I Jenny? Know, but to go through that, like I have never like felt that way in my whole entire life, and I've, you know, we've all been through stuff, right? But that was rough. But I truly feel that like sometimes life, like we need to be like humbled down to like to be able to to get what the universe wants us to, to get eventually, you know, like, I feel like it was like, whoa, whoa, Jenny, like, you know, hold your horses, don't get cocky. Like, this isn't what your brand is about. Your brand brand is about 
um, inner self-care and love, and you're not doing that to yourself, so why should we reward you? And so it took me to, like, have to get release all this stuff for it to, I don't know. I just, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but I just think there's a reason for this. And because of that, I was humbled. I was stripped down by power and then ready to get back up stronger. If that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Jenny. So, um, so you, so you launched on January 1st, you know, we, we had the little, uh, hiccup, you know, six months hiccup, (laughs) six month hiccup in the, at the beginning of the launch. But so what, how many products do you have in your line? Um, good question. We have eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. We have 12 so far. And that's, um, I'm counting in shampoo conditioner and then our leaders of shampoo and conditioner. Oh, the, your, the, you said leaders? Yeah, we just launched those. Oh, so like back bar type size kind of? of, yeah, of it? yeah. That's awesome. So so you have like, uh, what, what's the array? Like hairsprays and gels and mousses and all that good stuff? Yeah, so we have four aerosols, four like liquids. So your hairspray, your shine spray, your texture mousse, um, texture spray, because that's my number one go-to product. Um, styling paste with pomade hair and energy refresher um which is something i developed on my own that formulation it's a big time seller for us and then styling paste what am i missing oh smoothing cream and then shampoo conditioner and then the leaders and we are launching a leave-in like two weeks anywhere so by the time this comes out you'll you'll have your leave-in or or it'll, it'll be it'll be on its way that's yeah. awesome. I can't wait. I haven't played with the product, but I can't, I can't wait to, uh, to, to kind of play with it. I have to, uh, check out salon centric when, uh, next time I get out, out there. Oh, I'll send you some, come on. Uh, well, you know that, that, you know, that that was a, uh, that was an unasked ask. Thank you, Jenny. We, <laughs> <laughs> we, we appreciate it. And, and all your products have the, uh, have the crystal base to it. So they're um, all crystal infused. It's responsibly sourced, meaning like they're not man-made crystals. They're um, mined, uh, fair labor. Like there's no child labor going on because that's a big thing. Like people don't realize that there's like children in mines that are actually mining crystals and mica. Mica that is like that, um, you know, you see them a lot in makeup for like frosty kind of looks and whatnot. So we utilize mica in our shine spray to give reflective properties. And then mica is um, in, uh, 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 what is it in? Our shine, it's just not shine spray. I took that back. Um, but a lot of the crystals are used as like reflective properties in some of our products, like our smoothing cream and stuff. How do you vet that though, Jenny? I mean, I know, I know that, it, I know that it's really nice to say, oh, we don't have child labor and stuff like that. But, but, but as a company, how do you vet that? And, and, you know, even when you open up and, and go, okay, well, we're going to work with these people. How do you then vet it in the future to make sure that, that, that things haven't changed? It's our, with our lab, um, we work with the only USDA certified organic lab that there is in America. Um, our products aren't organic. Like it's, I'll just go ahead and say it. It's a really tough, tough market to get into because people like don't, it's just like uh, green smoothies. You can't like open a green smoothie and not expect it to spoil in two days. You know, like it's the same thing with hair care. So, but anyways, um, our lab, we have certification that that's where it's getting. That's where the source from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, they, yeah. That's a lot of, yeah, they have their reputation on the line. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's, 
it's something that's really important to me. You know, like you can't have a feel good brand like that is radiating positivity. And then you're like not paying people properly and at children in mind, you know, I think it's all, it goes all around. Like you, I mean, even for example, and I'm, I guess I'm really woo woo in this stance, but like we had some label issues with our leave-in and, and I just said, let's not rush it. Like, I don't want the workers that are putting the labels on to like put that bad mojo in because they could have hand labeled it. And I said, no, let's wait till they figure out the machine. Cause I don't want people like, oh, like putting that bad juju onto our product you know right <laughs> i hope the ups guy that delivers it isn't all pissed off too jenny i don't know what you're gonna do that for us ace ventura the package or something <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly oh my god that's so funny where 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 is that uh the the manufacturer that you use where are they located because weren't there at, at one time i thought all products were like manufactured like minneapolis well there's quite, i mean if you look hard enough there's manufacturers like all over the state you know there's even some in arizona ours is in florida uh good old florida yeah good old florida you know but and are your bottles uh, uh manufactured there as well and stuff no there's a different um there's a different like components come from somewhere else mm-hmm. um but it's in michigan i believe that one is from michigan but our components come from and that's a whole different other thing about COVID guys that we didn't get into, like the component situation for products right now is like the lead times are so far. Like we dealt with so many, like, I don't want to say customers upset, but so many products that were out of stock, just mainly because of, you can't get a stupid cap right now because it's everyone's getting, working on hand sanitizer. <laughs> So that was a whole different thing that we had to learn the back half of the year. Just it out. I mean, that's a good. That's a good point that you brought up. Like, like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you'll know this better than me. But there's only a couple companies in the country or in the world that actually make caps, right? I mean, that's why a lot of caps are universal because because there's only a couple companies in the world that that, that make them. But you know, and then everything, and, and rightfully so, you know, everything shifted away from shampoos and stuff into like hand sanitizers because that's what the country needed. But but I mean, that too. You talk about lead time. I mean that too, I mean, that's something you have to address and you, and you never saw it coming, but that's something that you have to address in your company too. You know, I mean, there's no way kind of around that. And you know what, Jenny, though, we saw that because I know when we first got back to, uh, when we first got back to work, you know, salon centric shelves were empty, you know, even, even with just like regular color and, and, you know, I don't think color manufacturing slowed down necessarily, well, obviously slowed down, but it didn't stop. But, but you're probably right. It's probably the component type stuff. Like where do you get the caps? Where do you get the tubes and stuff? You know, cause all that stuff, you know, got, uh, got, uh, back, back burnered, you know, for, mm-hmm. for the stuff, that, for the stuff that's, uh, that I'm going to put this in quotes that that's really important, you know, for society. Oh, hundred percent. And I think the big boys did hit that, that they did feel it. I mean, they definitely felt it. And, you know, I guess now it's because you opened up a great conversation. I can give myself a little grace, but I don't think the regular consumer realizes that. So if they're emailing in, even to the big boys, like, oh, you've been out of this for five weeks. It's not really anyone's fault. It's just the way it's the times that we're in and everything was put on hold. On top of that, people, because of social distancing, like there's not as very many people in the warehouses, in the labs, in the supply chain uh, area. So it's 
things are slower paced right now and it's just all there is to it i mean we've had to ask grace for grace a lot because we're just like it's out of our control kind of thing one thing in the supply chain if that's off everything's off you know what Mm -hmm. i mean i mean there's so many different Mm -hmm. products that just felt like they were out forever and you just couldn't understand but it's because something like that happens and you know it's not necessarily uh that, that they can't make it it's just that you know, it's, they're not, if they don't got the product to make it, then, you know what I mean? It's just, it, it's a domino effect. And, yeah, and, it totally is. And something else that, 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 that needs to be discussed too, is that most of the products, you know, certainly plastics and caps and stuff. I'm not, I'm not suggesting air is Jenny. I'm just opening up the, for a broad conversation, but you know, you take something like, like, uh, like, like the blue mask that everybody's wearing, or you take nitro gloves or you take latex gloves, you know, all those are made in China. Well, you know, China had a shutdown too. They had a shutdown a couple months before we did. So, you know, that slows up the uh it slows up the uh the the what word am i looking for the supply chain that slows up the supply chain even before it it had an impact on the u.s you know and then on top of the u.s now we're not ordering stuff or, or orders have changed or you know we're asking for more and more gloves and more and more masks and more and more um and even know, the shipment up. boats you know when we talked to olivia Gardner, i mean they remember they didn't have as many uh ships come bringing products over here right so that slowed it down so the, just the whole thing was a crazy mess um, you and talk- it's still not fixed i mean lead times for me have gone from three months to six months so you know we're having to forecast and really work diligently with salon centric hoping that there's no closing and getting some things on the books because mm-hmm. You, if we're out, we're out for six months. It's been kind of a nightmare, especially as a new brand and a new business owner. Because, I mean, I would love to sit here and say that I have all this experience in this, but I don't. Well, I was I'm gonna, learning. I was going to ask you that. Does, does Salon Centric help you with that kind of stuff? Like, like, do do or or they do they leave you out there to dry and just like Jen, you got to figure this out? Or are they saying, hey, this is kind of what we're seeing, and, and our resources or our connections are saying that you know you're going to need six months here, and but we but but we should see a spike in sales here. I mean, I don't know how this conversation works, but are they kind of helping you with that conversation, or are they just like, uh, hey, listen, Air, you got to figure it out? No, they have been really awesome. They're definitely like answering any questions, but we have to like provide the questions. They don't, I don't think they know what we're dealing with or what we need to know. So they're helping, you know, we'll just ask them, Hey, can we get a forecast of what you, you are looking to buy in the next three months so that we can, you know, forecast from there. But I mean, I have been able to get outside help, like work with um, a contractor that does work with supply management and inventory. So it's just like, I don't know, learning a lot of the things that I never thought I, but it's so important in my business. So I got to learn it, you know? So it's partially why I'm not on social media as much as I was. I don't post as much and I wish I could, but obviously my business is more important. I put everything on the line. So that's so cool. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm so, imp- I'm so impressed by you, Jenny. I mean, I don't know if, if I was facing that, I don't know how I would respond. Like I'd probably freak out and be like, how do we do any of this stuff? But, but you figure oh, it I out. have my freak out moment. <laughs> <laughs> but what I always say is you give yourself five minutes to freak out. You scream in a pillow, you curse, you do whatever you got to do. You bitch about it. And then you collect yourself and then you figure out the solution. Because there's always a solution, but I truly feel like you have to like, bah, like let it out and get rid of it and 
then figure out your your solution. I love that technique. It definitely tested me, but you know what? Like, because I'm considered the air CEO and I, I never wanted that title. And um they kind the team just kind of gave it to me. And to be honest with you, after last year, I'm like, all right, shoot, I deserve that title because <laughs> it was a lot of things thrown um at me and I navigated it. Bravo. Bravo, chicken chick. Still navigating yeah. it. So nothing's <laughs> perfect by all means. But <laughs> what know. do you guys what, what, what so where do you see when when do we get back to normal, Jenny? Are there any projection projections of, of of when normalcy will look? Even if it's just like when are we going to start buying naturally or, or or you know at salon centric or you know is there is there any are you getting any kind of guide from like not guide but like any kind of hints from salon centric about okay business should be back to like normal I put that in quotes on purpose but should be back to normal by summer or by fall or, or what are those projections looking like? You know what? I have no idea. I think that we were kind of an interesting case because they only tell us like where our numbers were and they go off of previous years. So we launched during a pandemic. So there's really no, like their forecasting has gone a little down a little bit lower. So that kind of indicates that they don't think it's going to go to full capacity quite yet, but I don't think things are going to go back to normal till next year. At least I think semi, this is our new normal, the mask wearing, the um, social distancing, the not taking a million clients in one day, you know, unfortunately. But with that being said, the positive, because I always have to think of the positive, I think a lot of people are realizing like, wow, like I do need to spend more time with my family or, oh, I, maybe I shouldn't burn myself out by taking three clients at once. You know, I think some people you'll come to find out that they're actually kind of enjoying the slower pace. Maybe not financially, but, mm -hmm. you know, that that was definitely my experience over Christmas, you know, over Christmas, you know, we were like, we'd hammer out 12 clients a day for, you know, two or three weeks straight, you know, just get them in, you know, turn and burn. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, mm -hmm. through Christmas, um, I mean, I, I feel very fortunate because, um, you know, I, I had 100% of my appointments booked out um, for December, which is the first time really since since we've been back that I've been 100% um, booked out for, for the month. So I feel very fortunate and grateful for that. But it was definitely a slower pace. We're still only seeing one client at a time. And, and you know, it it, it just it elongates. So, but it, it was kind of nice, man, honestly. You know, it was nice to like know that you had a client coming in right after that, but but, but you, that you only had to kind of like, you could just focus on that one client at the time. And, and, and I appreciate that. And I, I certainly know that, that, that our clients appreciate that too. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I only take one client at a time anyway, but um, just because I, I don't take as many clients as I once did, but I liked it just kind of a little slower pace, giving myself 15 minutes to clean where I wasn't like rushed. Like I could eat a protein bar really quick, you know, and not have someone like sitting there and waiting for me. So staring at you at the protein bar, I've been there a hundred times. Yeah, yeah. Well, my studio, I have nowhere to hide it from the bathroom. So if I can eat in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that's been kind of weird too, like taking a lunch break now, you know, while a client is processing, you know, I mean, we have a back room. So, you know, and we're allowed one person in there at a time. But, uh, but, you know, prior to that, like, where do you go to eat? I mean, in the summer, we would just go outside to eat. But, you know, now we can't do that because, you know, it's not Scottsdale, man. You know, it gets chilly during the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, are you, um, are you planning on launching? Are you, well, first, first question is, are you, is the product line international yet or, uh, or, and is that a no. point? Um, 
it actually is a plan, but like everything else, I have to figure it out. I, there's like zero help. Like I don't have a mentor, like so if someone's listening to this that wants to take me on, like I don't have a lot of people that I can reach out and ask them these, some of these questions. It's a lot of my own research. It's con- like, I literally, it's funny that you mentioned that because I DM some of my UK stylist friends and I'm like, all right, if you were to go with any distribution, like who would it be? Um, so we do want to tackle that this year, the UK and Australia, we get a lot of DMs every single week and email. So we're trying to, um, navigate that. And when she said that she contacted some of her UK friends, that would be Effie Davis. She called Effie yeah. Davis and said, hey, I didn't Effie. contact Effie yet, but I will. She's like my bestie, man. I love her. That was such a cool story. Just to kind of backtrack a little bit, we had we had Effie on the podcast and then she talked about how she was, you know, she she came to Arizona for a couple of years and just by chance, just by chance, uh, Effie uh, met Jenny at a, it was like a kid's like playground or something, right? Yeah, our daughters were like barely walking. They were like one years old and we were at like, yeah, an indoor like children's playground and um, they started playing together and she has had her beautiful red hair and I probably had a colored hair too. And um, we got to chatting. Like obviously us girls with like unique hair, like kind of walk together, you know, you kind of gravitate towards each other, but we got to chatting and she said she was a hairdresser and I told her same. And I used to work for Tony and Guy and she worked for Tony and Guy in the UK. So it was, it was really cool. That's it. That's that's just incredible. I mean, to think about like these two like amazing hairstylists just meet like not in the industry, right? Like like they met just like with the kids and like again, if, if you showed up an hour late, you never have a friendship with Effie, you know, which, which is crazy or vice versa. That's so crazy. Yeah, and it's just crazy too because like you know, not to like talk too much about that, but when I was working at Tony and Guy, um, one of my big goals was I wanted to go to London. I wanted to work with them, but they don't really, they didn't take me very serious in the state. So I ended up backpacking for nine months, um, the UK, Ireland, all over the place. Anyways, I started working in Ireland, but my goal was to work in London and and meet the guys in London, but it was impossible because of work visas. So that was, I don't know, 12 years ago, but fast forward to like, me meeting Effie and then I was her right hand girl. She like took me to the academies. I got to hold her body pen. I did London Fashion Week with her several times, you know, as confessions of a hairstylist, not even affiliated with Tony and guys. So it was just kind of cool because I don't know if I wouldn't have never met her. Like I got to like achieve some of my big goals um through friendship and not through um Tony and Guy US back then. That's pretty cool. I mean, you know, you definitely got to reach out to her. You should reach out to Graham. <laughs> Graham yeah. <laughs> I love her. She's like one of the best hairdressers in the world, in my opinion, like with avant-garde and braiding and stuff. And she, um, as you guys know, is one of the kindest people in the industry, too. And I think that says a lot. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, uh, Matt Sweeney turned us on to her and, you know, Matt Sweeney's an incredible hairdresser too. So, you know, if, if he's in all of her, uh, certainly I have no place but to be in all with her, you know, and then, and then to find out, you know, she's, she's, she's friends with Jenny, which is, which is just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, do you guys play the same game? Like if you're like out, you're like, Oh, that's a hairdresser. Oh, that's a hairdresser. Oh, that's a hairdresser. Do you guys play that same game when you're like at the mall? Yeah, I definitely in my head. Yeah. yeah. I definitely in my head for sure. You can always, they have really great hair and really good 
style usually. That's it. But you don't you don't have run into though, Jenny, is that 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 uh, people's balayage game is getting so good now. Like you can't always tell. Like if you see a really good balayage, you're like, isn't that a hairstylist or isn't that a hairstylist? Right? Like 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 that game has changed a little bit. Well, you know it's funny that you say that because yesterday I was at Lowe's, like Lowe's of all places. We were doing some uh, remodeling in our bathroom, but there were these two girls and they had the best hair. And I really was like, I don't think I'm hair so. So I had that, I had that thought. So it's funny that you say that. And the other one is vivid hair, right? Like, like 10 years ago, if it was vivid hair, they were definitely a hairstylist. Now you're like, huh, that girl works at a bank. <laughs> you know, you could be your bank. And they're like, more acceptable now. It's so cool. It's so cool how yeah. like kind of our world is, is being uh, is being normalized, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's pretty cool. We do. We do love our hairstylists, man. Mm-hmm. We have to. Hey, so um, moving away from like like air, the product, like, like what's air doing as far as um, as far as like education and, and stuff like that? Um, well, that's a really great question because that last that was a big goal of last year, but uh, because of our slight detour, we didn't get um, our educational program started. We're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to um, start implementing that this year, um, but we're going to do something a little different. And I don't want to disclose too much because I don't want anyone taking my ideas. But we're yeah. going to be focusing on the hairdresser and doing kind of a series of like inner discovery and and uh focus on that before we get education rolling because i predict that we won't go to hair shows until next year and there's not really a whole lot of educational opportunities to grow a team that we can have our team be a part of as far as like platform work or whatnot so we're going to be focusing on the hairdresser we're going to get a little woo-woo this year but i think it's i think it's really important because if you think about it like hairdressers we put out so much, like so much energy and like how you were saying that Corey wasn't next to you. Like we put so much energy and we give, 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 and we often don't receive. So we're going to be kind of focusing on, I don't know, getting people to achieve their goals and looking at the big picture and long-term. And then with last year and the financial stuff and, you know, people not able to get loans and and whatnot because they were out of work so we just are looking at the big picture and we want to help hairdressers achieve their goals and look at all all elements but um yeah year 2021 the year of google i like it man no it totally is i mean and mind you you guys like i don't want to say i don't believe everything is luck i think you have to work hard but i i do feel really lucky because all of the shit like from last year and now everyone's on this like inner self-care and self-love and that's what air is all about and that's what crystals are all about and and there's so many people that are more accepting to that type of stuff in their daily life and we like to call them call it daily rituals so I mean I feel like it's kind of air's time and I feel really really lucky and and blessed and I'm super grateful for it. I think you're right on the money, Jenny. I mean, we've, we've brought it up a couple of times on the podcast, kind of what I've seen since, you know, since, since the whole COVID thing is, is that hairdressers are standing up for hairdressers. You know, it's not like, oh, hairdresser brand hairdresser. It's it's like hairdresser to hairdresser. And I mean, a lot of that has to do with social media and just, you know, what's happened kind of like since 2014 and stuff, just that we're able to, to, to communicate. And this is kind of the, this has been not the test, but this has kind of been the result as to where, you know, hairdressers are standing up for hairdressers and, and 
and and we love that and we respect that and 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 we think we think that is the future right i think i think that we we, we need to stand up for each other and be there for each other those of us whose ankles are swollen at the end of a saturday you know those are the people that we need to stand up for um not stand up for but stand up with you know, and, 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 you know, we, we've always tried to build a community of hairstylists and our community is hairstylist, you know, so, so we appreciate that. And, and I think you're right on the money there, man. I, I think that, you know, you're right on the money as far as, you know, being there for the hairdresser, the hairstylist, um, in a true kind of way too, you know, um, mm-hmm. Jenny, that's awesome. So, you know, if people want to, uh, want to, want to join your cult, what, uh, how do they come and find you? How do they, uh, how do they locate you? Um, well, there's several ways, but, um, the best is my Instagram, the confessions of a hairstylist and then air, um, air professional is my product line. Um, the first crystal infused hair care line, and they can go on there and check out our website and, um, sign up for newsletters and, and all things woo woo. Really. We kind of bring it in the woo woo stance. So, um, it's been really fun. It's been a really amazing journey for me so i hope everyone uh likes it as much as as i do well i can't wait to mess with it uh, and air just 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 to, just to uh a little bit more air is a i i r so there's two eyes in the middle Correct. of it so uh, if you're looking at yes. air um you know look at it through there a uh, one quick yes. one quick question and then and then and then we'll wrap up here you said that you don't think that we'll get back to salon do you think that i mean back to uh, shows do you think that we won't get back to like the big shows um uh, do you do you like for instance do you think well uh there'll be hair love retreat this year or do you think that uh th- that not until 2022 we we, we just won't see each other i mean i hope there's hair love this year um i don't i don't know i think that you're going to see more of a smaller type of gatherings but i don't know about the big big shows you know just like insider scoop for us and salon centric all of our conferences are digital like i have a little avatar guys (laughs) i feel like i'm i'm playing a video game but basically that you know that's what we're doing so i mean i hope it gets back soon because i think we really need that kind of connection amongst our peers and again going back to that energy get energy off of each other because it just doesn't work digitally but um i don't know i have a feeling that it's not going to be till 2022 where the big shows happen well, I, we hope to see you uh, in 2021. Uh, th- th- that would tickle us. So hopefully we can do some of this. We have stuff. a gathering. You guys couldn't make it last time, but we have one in May. So we'll get off and we'll chat about that um, at a later time. We do have an air event that we're doing, a smaller one. So. A hundred percent. So, uh, yeah, we'll definitely talk about that off air. Jenny, dude, thank you for, uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you for hanging out with us. And, and, you know, thank you for all that you do for the industry. Absolutely. Thank you for having me boys. I appreciate it. Always, 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 always have an open chair here, even when Tony's not here. Uh, Miss <laughs> Jenny Streeby, the confessions of a hairstylist. <laughs> thank you very, very much for joining us on your day off. And thank you dog for joining us too. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. 
<laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find... Actually, you can. You can find their music on um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. <laughs>